I would say for me and my experience working with a lot of investors, I would say it's a lack of vision. And one of the first things that I do is go into vision with my clients. And I really want to know why are they doing what they're doing and what is it for? Because a lot of times they will start and go jump into an opportunity like real estate investment world. Fazal and Dr. Sherry, welcome to the show today. Thank you. This is going to be great. You guys are professional, high-performance coaches, and I can't wait to dig in to what you have to share with us. Go, go ahead and introduce yourself just a little bit. Give a little background on where you've come here and what you're doing as a high-performance coach. My name is Dr. Sherry Fruellen. I am a psychologist and a certified high-performance coach. Also been a real estate investor for almost, well, over 15 years. And I work primarily with real estate investors to help kind of with the mindset and just kind of get their whole life in organized in a way that supports the investing. And where Faisal and I come in is we are co-owners of an organization that supports coaches to then support real estate investors and actually this organization. So this is this is going to be a fun and amazing podcast session. I'm Faisal and Son. I'm a certified high performance coach and a business coach. I jumped into this world, to be honest, trying to figure out what the hell am I doing wrong in my life? Because <laughs> there were a lot of things going wrong in my life, by which I mean that I was struggling a lot as, as a young man. Forget about financial success. I was struggling in my relationships, struggling in who I was, struggling with connecting with people. And of course, that is struggling in my work, business, all sorts of stuff. So for me, my mission has become to support others who are not really moving forward. There are stuck points that they might have in their life and they might want to create a life of financial freedom, but there are a lot of areas that they have not explored yet. And even if they get that financial freedom, they're stuck internally in their mind and they're miserable. They can't connect with the people around them. They are not living a, a life that's purposeful, meaningful. And if you look at all those areas, yes, we can support clients to go towards financial freedom, but also we ideally want to bring a life that's worth living. And that's my focus usually. And most of my clients are real estate investors and entrepreneurs. And so I have a ton of fun supporting them to create a life that is full with freedom, not just external freedom, but also internal freedom. Talk about why, so you became a coach because you felt it was a solution to issues and challenges were, that you were having. And how has coaching, and I assume that you, you started working with a coach or several coaches, how has that helped you improve some or all of those areas in your life? Like what has a coach done for you? Yeah, and that's a great question because most coaches, if you talk to them, they, they start up because they went through a struggle period in their life. And for me, I went through a period early on in my early 20s where I got into alcohol addiction, drug addiction, depression for a number of years. And, and that was kind of a point in my life where I, I was like, you know what, something is off. And I spent about a good decade after that trying to understand, not necessarily from a personal development lens, even though you can call it that, I actually got into philosophy and trying to understand history, trying to understand religion, trying to understand faith and trying to see like, what the hell am I doing wrong? And as I went through on that journey, it helped me understand a little bit about myself and who I was. And it kind of gave me clues to as to where to go. But what ended up happening the first time I got a mentor slash coach who I didn't even consider that, the first time a person really believed and my potential. Up until then, I was doubting so much of myself, but all it took was about, I think, close to six months of going through a process to help me dig a little bit deeper into my life to figure out what my life 
was about what mattered to me, where I wanted to go, then completely blew open all the doors. And I did not expect that. It, it just, it, so it was about a decade plus of doing it on my own and about six months of working with somebody who was really fully present and didn't have any other motive other than to support me to connect with my potential and what mattered to me. And, and that was a huge difference. When I, when I saw that, I'm like, holy shoot, why don't other people have access? Why didn't I have access to that 30 plus years of my life? So I have a question. I've had coaches in the past at different phases in my life. And looking back on it, I'm like, you know, I actually, I hired a couple of coaches separately that just didn't have enough knowledge or experience in the space that I wanted to be in. And it would, probably wasn't the best idea, but I was so desperate at the time. I was like, you know, I, I need this, right? So how, how do you recommend that people go out and find the right coach for them and, and vet them to make sure that they don't run into a similar issue that I had? As you say that, it, it just reminds me of as, a, as, you know, for syndicators, we're doing the same thing. We're kind of trying to vet each other. And so it's really about, in my opinion, some of the critical things are, you know, what what is your experience? Having that deep conversation of what client, kind of clients have you worked with and what do you help them achieve? It's that outcome because that's why, that's why we get into coaching is for an outcome. And so having that conversation with a coach of, well, what outcomes do you provide? What does that look like? And a good coach is going to be able to describe it and explain it, give some examples of other people's outcomes and what it looked like for them. But if the coach isn't able to really verbalize that well, then they probably haven't done a lot of work, which means they're a newer coach, which isn't a horrible thing, but you just got to recognize kind of what you're getting. So that would kind of be my initial thought. You guys are actually working with our organization. So we have a mentoring program for syndicators and mentoring to us really means that there's a lot of skills specific to multifamily and there are full-time syndicators that actually help people do their first deal and scale their portfolios. And that's the purpose of a mentor, someone who's done what you want to do. A coach, though, is a little different. A coach may not necessarily be a multifamily syndicator, but what you guys focus on is mindset. And so what we found is that mindset is so important. But I'd like to know, I mean, not everybody in the world is successful doing whatever they want to do. I mean, weight loss or, or smoking or addictions or real estate investing or syndications. And a lot of people want to do certain things and they want financial freedom or they want this or that. But for some reason, they can't do it. And they might even try and give up or, or think they fail. And I'd be curious, what are some of the things that you're coming across where mindset needs work like a few examples of like the top three or four mindset issues that really hold people back from succeeding yeah and before that i want to kind of combine both of the questions from garrett and michael because i think it works very well so one of the things that we're doing so our organization coaching mastery community where our vision is to help kind of take the industry in a positive direction and it is a big job but what you find is a lot of people call themselves coaches but that might not be the case. Everybody has a different idea because the industry is not standardized yet. So we know clearly what a psychologist is. We know what you're going to get when you go into a therapy session generally because they, there are some regulations, policies and stuff around them. Coaching is a completely wide open world. It just has caught people by surprise. A lot like Uber. Nobody knew what the hell Uber was when it came in. Governments stepped in later on to take care of that. But what ends up happening is that Pretty much everybody calls themselves coach because it's become a hype word kind of thing, but they haven't actually gone through one, a formal training, or if the training they've gone through is, has not been enough for them to support people. 
And so that part needs to be, that's why whenever my clients come in, one of the first things I ask them, like, have you ever gone through a coaching experience? Can you describe what it is? Almost always they will describe to me sort of a consulting relationship that they've gone through. They've gone on a call. Somebody has given them a little bit about, hey, they've trained them a little bit about around mindset. And, and they said, oh, here, do this with it. So they do some training and they give them a challenge. to do. That is not what what we're what coaching is. And this goes to your second question in a sense is that a lot of people who don't create success might be stuck in external validation mode. And I want to kind of take people back. Robert Kiyosaki talks about this as well. And coming from real estate investors that we're basically told how to be, we're conditioned how to be in the world. That might not necessarily might be best for you. So what ends up happening, for example, for an average person growing up in any home, especially in North America, they're taught certain things to do and certain ways to be. And so they grow up thinking that, hey, I'm, I'm going to grow up, go to school, but after that, go to college, get a degree, and then get a job and do something. And, and we all know real estate investors find out about the 40 years into their life and like, hey, this is not going to give me the payoff I'm looking for. <laughs> so you want to add something? I, I wanted to ask, so you, you touched on this a little bit, but what is the difference between the psychologist and a coach? Because it's like, you, I, I get what you said. It's like they came onto the scene and they're like, I'm just going to make this up and it's something. But there is real value in, in, in coaching. But I, I guess I don't really know how that would be defined. And I've always been curious about that. Well, good news and bad news. Like Good news is I can give you my opinion. The bad news is that there is not a single great answer that everybody agrees on. But I, I was a licensed psychologist for almost 15 years. I gave it up last year because I'm like, I don't need the license anymore because I do high performance coaching and, and these other things. The significant difference, just generally speaking, as, as a psychologist, when I would meet with people, they would come to me looking for a diagnosis because they had a significant problem. For lack of better term, they saw themselves as broken. And so they were wanting me to tell them what to do to get fixed. And if they didn't want to do what I suggested or what the research shows is, is helpful, then they'd go to medicine. Or there would be a combination of both, but it's very problem focused. And in my experience, it was people wanting to become normal. Again, this is my perception as and what the work I did. Now, as I did my own personal development as a leader, as a business owner, I grew a private practice as when I was a psychologist, I owned and grew one. And I recognized that I don't want to be normal. I want to be awesome. And so there's a whole different group of people that want to be awesome and that want to have an awesome life, which is why we love working with real estate investors so much because they want awesomeness, not just to be average or mediocre. And so coaching often it's, it's, there can be that backwards looking of like when, you know, what happened in your childhood, you know, that's the, the stereotypical psychologist is tell me about your childhood and how your parents screwed you up. Some of those conversations that happen briefly, but it's always to the benefit of moving forward towards goals, towards a richer life. And so it's much more front and forward facing. A lot of people want these things. They want a more fulfilled life. They want success. They want certain things, but yet they can't seem to do it. So what are some of the reasons that you find that people are stuck? Well, as Faisal was starting to talk about is that we grow up with these frameworks of the way the world works and the way that we work in the world. But that's not always serving us in our actual life. And so it's being 
it's being able to kind of take a step out the, the way we've been conditioned and the beliefs we have about the world and evaluate them to see if they're really working for us and if we want to change the beliefs. And so a lot of times what gets people stuck in moving forward is they don't believe they can, or they don't believe that they're worthy of it, or they don't believe, you know, something is getting in the way. You know, if I, if I don't believe that I can fly, I'm probably not going to jump off the roof, you know? So if they don't believe that they can actually have the success, why try? But they, they're not always conscious of it. So that's one of them. I think, I think that's really early on. You're, you're absolutely right. If you don't believe something, why would you ever take a step in that direction? Is that fundamentally, is that really what you're finding for people who just can't get unstuck? Is that really the number one reason? I would say for me and my experience working with a lot of investors, I would say it's a lack of, and one of the reasons why I go into vision with one of the first things that I do is go into vision with my clients. And I really want to know why are they doing what they're doing and what is it for? Because a lot of times they will start and go jump into an opportunity like real estate investment world. The way they jumped into it because somebody talked about it or somebody said something about it, but they're not actually clear as to how this is going to support them. The only thing they're thinking is, oh, this is going to get me to financial freedom, but they don't actually specifically know why does that really truly matters to them. And usually going deeper into that, they find out a lot of things in there because they want financial freedom because they want a certain quality of life. They want financial freedom because they want to connect better with their spouse, with their kids. They want financial freedom because they want to go towards certain things that they're passionate about. They want financial freedom because they feel like that'll make them feel better in their life. Now, as we explore all this stuff, they find out, holy shoot, there are a lot of things that they can deal with right now while building their financial freedom. So in their mind, if they get the financial freedom, then they will be better off, but they don't work on that stuff. And this is usually a stuck point for a lot of investors too, is that they start, but as soon as they get started, they get distracted with something else because mm -hmm. another opportunity comes up because they don't have their vision and their goals are not focused on long-term and they don't know their strategy towards going towards there. So a lot of the stuck points is, is a huge lack of clarity in there. At, at least one of the problems. Yes, I'm no, I noticed some similar things. Would you say that the lack of clarity and lack of vision, which are related, is the first step. Is that typically the first step to try to get clear on the vision before tackling the I can't do this or I can't believe I can do that? Is that the, a precursor to that? In my experience is I, I want to know what they're trying to do because if we're trying to solve problems in relation to what you, you can solve, for example, you can solve somebody's, give somebody a million dollars. Will it solve all their problems? It'll solve some problems, but we also know that there's enough studies at this point to know that people can lose money really fast. Why do they lose money? Because they have other problems. All right. So how do you help someone with that? You know, and so someone says, I want financial freedom and, you know, they try to do it on their own or they sign up for some program and nothing really becomes of it. Is it because they didn't really go deep enough in their visioning? What do you do with them to try to help them get past that phase. Part of the reason why I think high performance coaching works is there's not one facet of somebody's life. Vision is the grand part of everybody's life. And I've, I kind of like focusing on that. Not all coaches focus on, on that, but part of the process that we know is that people need to get clear about their life. So the, one of the first things I will do is I will want to find out, are they actually clear about their life? What matters to them? And then once we become aware of that, then we're trying to find out stuck points. What are the areas they might be stuck in? So like Dr. Sherry might say, said before is that 
they might have certain beliefs that stop them from moving forward. They might feel like they're unworthy. They might feel like they're not good enough. And these are a lot of it is subconscious. They might not even be aware of. And then we find out, like, for example, our relationships are incredibly important. So somebody might jump into the investing world. They join a mentoring program, but they might be stuck not because of what people might think. They might, we, so somebody who's like yourself, who is running the program, they might think that, oh, well, they need to know, they need to get more mentorship. But what they might be stuck with is at home, they don't know how to communicate and get that support from their spouse. They don't know how to communicate that. They're constantly in conflict and the spouse is thinking that you are neglecting us because you're already busy and now you're taking on this other thing and they don't know how to share that vision with them. And because they're stuck with it, a lot of their energy is going into conflict instead of focusing on what matters and they don't have the social So they feel alone, disconnected. They feel like nobody understands them and they go into the, in the real estate world. They will get started in it. And what will end up happening is that they will distract themselves because they don't have the confidence that they will do it because they don't have social support. And this is a very human thing. Now, are there exceptions to that? There are people who are able to override it, but on average, can everybody do it? Probably not. And this is why part of your mentoring program has some social support in it, which I love. And, and like you said, most people aren't even conscious of what's going on. They're trying to do something and you got to peel back the, the onions, the layers. And I think the word that or the experience that a lot of people will get is just this feeling of overwhelm. Like there is just too much to, you know, and they don't even, like you said, they don't even know what to label it or, or where, what is too much, but there's just too much going on. I'm not making progress. I'm overwhelmed. And then they, they quit and stop. But being able to dissect as Faisal is saying, you know, the overwhelm may not be coming from the real estate investing in and of itself. It may be all of these other things that are sucking the energy out of what could have been put towards a real estate investing and deal finding and all these things. And so it's looking at everything and helping people sort out where is your energy going? Where do you want it to go? And how do you make that shift? I, I want to give a concrete example around this from the real estate investing world. And, and this is somebody who was in a program, in a mentoring program, and he's trying to move forward. When I asked him, like he was analyzing all these deals. And one of the sessions that we had around, I think it was around energy, but it came down to this was he was sharing with me that he's focused on analyzing these deals and he's trying to move those forward. What he was doing was he would analyze the deal, but he wouldn't finish it. He would not finish it. And I asked him, like, why do you feel like you're not finishing it? He was scared to finish analyzing the deal. And this is very common. And this might be a self-sabotage process. And I asked him, like, do you have anybody that would, is this a confusion in terms of deal analysis? That was not the case. The guy was smart enough to do that. He was scared. And we had to deal, walk through what he was afraid of. And it took a couple of sessions for him to kind of get unlocked. And what ended up happening for him is that all of a sudden now he is building up a social group around him. Whenever he has deal analysis, he's stuck and he's afraid. He will reach out to people. Now, and that's, that's a stuck point. Now, somebody could be there for a year, for two years, for six months. There are investors that I've known, they have listened to podcasts, your podcast or Rod Police or whoever for like three plus years. They haven't done anything. Why is that? So this is another thing This kind of goes in along the same line of thinking. I, I strongly believe that if you have heavy conflict in some other area of your life, that takes up all your energy, right? So when you run into that, how do you guys navigate? Let's say they're having an issue with their spouse or something else that's outside of real estate. I, I would assume you're not becoming the, you know, the coach on that side to a relationship coach, but how do you guys overcome that to help people get to kind of the next phase professionally? So I'll answer that in a couple a couple ways or in, in two different perspectives. 
One is within the mentorship program, the way that it's structured, the group coaching, like I'm not going to ask somebody to share some of the deep personal secrets about, you know, their, their conflict with their spouse that they're not willing to go into or, or, you know, are a little embarrassed about or whatever. But as a high performance coach, my label may not be marriage coach, but it is absolutely part of the content in which we address. We talk about connection is vitally important as a human. And so how do we improve connections with other people? And of course, if somebody's married, that marriage connection is one of the most important connections in, in their life. And so there are all of these what we know are important aspects of being human that we can bring in and help people look at. And, and an, another kind of aspect is prioritizing. You know, if somebody's marriage is falling apart and this is a decision I would make, this is what, these are questions. A coach asks really good questions. They don't necessarily give the answers. Now they can give their opinion, and but it's more about asking good questions. And so if I'm working with somebody and their marriage is falling apart, I might ask some questions around what are your priorities? What is most important right now to fix or to, to put your energy into? And maybe it's putting the real estate investing on pause for just a little bit so they can manage and figure out how to, you know, how to get their marriage back to where they want it to be. You can't do everything all the time. You kind of have to pick and choose at times. And But sometimes, again, people feel so overwhelmed, they don't even recognize that they have a choice. Yeah. So I have a concrete example around this that might be very helpful to explain Dr. Cherry's point. In my case, I'm, I'm a little bit direct with this stuff because I feel like if your family unit is not working out, you're going to struggle outside as well. And then I focus a lot in that area. So often when I'm going into events, when I'm speaking, this is very common. Somebody will come up to you. He's like, it's always the wife needs coaching. Then the husband needs coaching. Like, okay, I'd love to support. Tell me a little bit more. And they're going on. And as they're talking, you can tell that they're not taking responsibility in that moment. And often I will just book a call with them. And, and recently I've had a client that was the case. He actually wanted to quit his job, his, his career, very successful, lucrative career. He wanted to jump in full-time into real estate investment space. He didn't want, he didn't know how to communicate that. And he thought that his wife was holding him back. But as we've gone through the conversation, as we've gone deeper into it, he just didn't have enough confidence in himself to take the leap and share that vision clearly with his wife so she can support him. Now, it took a couple of conversations for him to go there. And he actually even asked me to have at least one conversation with his wife. And I ended up doing it. Having that conversation, I could clearly see the wife was not the challenge. She was waiting for him to take the lead. And he was coming up with all these analysis of this is what's going to happen. That's what's going to, that she didn't care about. She just wanted to, to hear that, hey, I'm confident that this will support our life in a better way. So within about a month, he has that conversation, quits his job, goes full time. <laughs> and, and he was sitting with that. And here's the crazy part. He was sitting that for a year and a half. He didn't have any sleep because he was trying to run both his job and business. He couldn't see his kids. Every time I saw him, his eyes were kind of bloodshot. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, I haven't had sleep for months. Like, this is not as, as simple as, hey, what's what's wrong with the real estate? Well, everybody has these stuck points. And it's not just in the relationship. That's just one part. So you're, you're kind of, you kind of have to bring some people back to normal, right? So it's a little bit of a combination of getting them to a normal level, plus helping them grow into, into something bigger. Um yeah, there's, there's still crazy in real estate. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah, of course. Should you ever hire someone that hasn't done 
when succeeded at at whatever it is. So like they, I forget the analogy exactly, but it's something like you don't eat at a restaurant with a, a skinny chef or something like that. You know, is that is that true? So are you asking? Can, should I, as a real estate investor, should I hire a coach who hasn't invested in real estate? Is kind of that the specific question? Pretty much. Oh, like, I'm not into real estate, so I'll. <laughs> yeah, that's a great. So, so yeah, not yet. So I, of course, I'm attracted to it because I see the potential for it. But part of the reason what I do is because I'm so deeply passionate about this, and I'm deeply embedded into into the world of coaching. And even my second company, I started Coaching Master Community with Dr. Sherry. I I love that because that's what I feel aligned with. But interestingly, I so I call myself the adopted child of the multifamily investing world. I'm not a multifamily investor, but I have most of my clients are multifamily investors. And so I think the question can be reframed as coaches don't need to be successful in a specific area that you're doing. They need to have battled their own success path. So if they are not really diligently going, for example, working on their business, on their craft, that is a problem. If they're not dealing with their relationships, it doesn't mean they they don't they need to be perfect. God knows I have a lot of problems in my life that I'm dealing with. So, <laughs> so it, they need to be battling all the things that they will be challenging clients to go through. So it, it's, it doesn't mean that you find a coach who built the best thing ever, but they need to be who's been in that process for a while. And they need to have some kind of training when it comes to coaching because coaching has some foundational principles that you need to follow. So instead of bringing themselves and projecting their own life onto another person, they're actually stepping in as more of a guide to help the client figure out their path and their life forward, rather than putting, bringing themselves and their subjective experience into that consistently. I, I hope that helps. Yeah, that yeah, does I mean, a lot. Actually. One, one of the reasons that we're talking about this right now is that we've, we found that mindset is so important and it's not just mindset. It's actually the person's entire life, like your relationships. What does that have to do with real estate investing? Well, apparently a lot. And so we've discovered over the years that there is that missing link sometimes. It's not sufficient to arm to pair you with someone who's got 3,000 units to help you navigate a multifamily deal. You got to work in the mindset as well. And that's why we're working with you guys. And so mindset is, in my opinion, as important as the actual subject matter, whatever that is. And so I think this has been great. How can people find out more about, about you guys? You can find me anywhere. Faisal and Son, we, we, like, you can Google me, you'll find me, or FaisalandSon.com. You can also find us as an organization, coachingmasterycommunity.com. If you're interested in the coaching world, we have access to a lot of coaches, a lot of great coaches that we can connect you to. So we'd love to support you there. Yeah, yeah awesome. same with me, Dr. Sherry Fluel, and, you know, easy to find on the internet and, yeah, we're, we're here to support the organization and any of the, the folks, the listeners that are listening to this that are like, I could use a little bit of that. It's been great working with you guys to really compliment our program as well and get people over the hump and successful. So thanks so much for being on the show today. Absolutely. Thank you for having us.